I need to take you on a brief digression away from the sunny streets of Phoenix to a recent call I had with Roseanne McManus, a professor of political science and international affairs at Penn State University. McManus specializes in what's known as deterrence theory. Why do some conflicts lead to war and others just fizzle out? Quote, if there is complete information, so you know exactly how costly the other side finds war to be and how likely each side is to win if you fight, then there's really no opportunity to bluff and there should be no war because both sides know what would happen if you did fight a war. Right. And so, if one side is more powerful and they would win, then deterrence would would work perfectly and deterrence would never fail and life would be really simple. What Mc- sure. Sure. All right. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, you, you just explain in mutually assured destruction to right. us. Like, all right, cool. Um, you know, let's understand autonomous vehicles through like Cold War political science theory. All right, tight. <laughs> What McManus means is that if I'm rational, and you are rational, and I know your intentions and capabilities and you know mine, then we're not going to go to war. Neither of us can effectively blackmail each other or make a threat or intimidate. Under the rational scenario, if you say, I'll nuke you if you cross that line, I just roll my eyes and say, no, you won't. You're not blowing up the world because I crossed a line. But what if you're just a little bit crazy? McManus is one of a number of deterrence theorists who have thought about this possibility. By crazy, McManus doesn't mean completely psychotic. She means somewhat irrational. It's crazy to be irrational. What if you are possessed possessed of, and this is the phrase she uses, extreme preferences. That is, that you really want certain things and are willing to pay an insanely high price to get those certain things. If you're a little bit crazy like that, then I'm terrified because I really don't know whether you'd risk millions of dead, uh, millions of dead to get what you want. McManus says that this was exactly the situation before World War II when the British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain famously believed Hitler when Hitler said he wasn't going to wage a total war. I'm fucking exhausted, dog. <laughs> like, like, what is this digression? Like, are they paying him by the word? It is, yeah, there must be, dude, because this is such a weird tee up for an analogy about how pedestrians and cars are in a deterrence war with each other or whatever. And it's all, I mean, there's just, you know, okay. <laughs> it's like, a, it's on the one level, it's a two dimensional picture of rationality among humans, right? Because people are motivated by a host of things that are rational in their individual context, that are objectively rational, that are irrational in their specific context, that are objectively irrational. You know, like, it doesn't make sense to apply. The Terrence theory, there's already some, there's some problems. Some problems with reducing basic human actions to whether or not they're going to do something because whether or not they're a rational actor, right? There's problems with defining what is a rational and irrational action, especially if you're doing it inside of market context, especially if you're doing it in something like stepping out onto a street or being a pedestrian, right? I want to see where he's going with it, but it is pretty fucking stupid to say, yeah, <laughs> to say that the reason why people may or may not interact with cars in a certain way is because of rationality or irrationality. I mean, cars in of themselves are an objectively irrational thing that exists. Right. We reorganized entire cities, which are for people to be accessible to cars in the name of maximizing the, uh, the mobility of people, but they require massive amounts of space. So massive amounts of city are permanently foreclosed 
from human habitation or travel in the name of the mobility, right? Also, there are massive death machines that move at ridiculous rates and will kill you or mangle you if they hit you. Also, they're incredibly resource intensive. So like cars to begin with are an irrational thing. And the reason why people like cars or don't like cars is operating so far removed from this bullshit deterrence theory that <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. People, the, some people like cars because they think that because a specific car serves a specific need in their lifestyle. Some people get a car because they think that it communicates something about a lifestyle. Some people get a car because it's all they can fucking afford. Some people get a car because it's what they need to move around in the city. Some people get a car because they're obsessed with cars and they would fuck them if the laws of the land allowed it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> there's, there's so much range of reasoning that a lot of them are rational within it, but all of them are fundamentally irrational because you shouldn't have a fucking car. You know? Uh... I unfortunately but, saw the movie where people fucked cars and I was scarred. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Crash. Oh my God. <laughs> not, not the movie that's that won the, J- the Oscar. Yeah, not, not that one. The other one, the J.G. Ballard one. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. People have fucked cars on the screen before. Uh, Some people get cars because uh, they saw MLK's voice in that commercial one time and, and, uh, and said, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Ford is about having a dream. Um, I want that. I don't know about you guys, but I want to escalate now because Huey Freeman's doing the commercials for Cadillac now. I, I just what? I know it I know I know it's Regina King, but I just can't get I can't wrap my mind around <laughs> I can't wrap my mind around Huey Freeman being a salesperson for Cadillac. Wait, just, is she doing the voice as Huey? No, but that's oh, what her voice, that's all I hear. It's, when yeah. it's the talks. same voice. I mean, it is the same, same voice, voice, but it'd be wild if she would be like, no, Cadillac's the only car that the government trusts <laughs> to put the president in. Why are you not driving a car that the president is inside? Or some shit like that. I don't know. Like, I, my, mind, my, I was, my mind was melting. I was thinking that you were saying that they literally had Regina reading scripts that belong in the boondocks. <laughs> that the boondocks are sponsoring Cadillac, <laughs> which, you know, it's possible. I mean, in the world we live in. Imagine an Uncle Ruckus commercial. Oh, God. <laughs> Uncle Ruckus selling, selling Cadillacs. You remember that episode of the boondocks where he's like, um, uh, fuck you, fuck your buck. No, it was Riley. Uh, it was like, fuck you, fuck your buck teeth, fuck your gap, fuck your hair, fuck your helmet, fuck Bush, fuck America, fuck the president. And they should do, if a car company had Regina King do that and they just listed all the brands, that's a good, that's a good ad. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's an ad for this machine kills. Right. <laughs> we could we could make a fake ad. <laughs> we'll figure out we'll figure out how to do the uh, the Riley Amazon, impersonation. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> fuck Google. <laughs> fuck Microsoft. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I know I'm, what I'm doing I'm, for the next week. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring us back to this article, which is all which is starting to give me some extreme preferences, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm getting I'm I'm getting some extreme preferences targeted at Gladwell right now. 